0: welcome to the loan which end podcast this is episode two of two in a investment money series we are talking uh today about financing for investment property so if you listen to us in episode one or you go back and listen after you listen to this one uh, we talked about flipping versus buying and holding so you're a new investor you want to know which one might be right for me we talked about that in episode one we are here with Scott Roberts. Scott is a very seasoned mortgage financing professional. He does hard money, well, private money we want to say. Yeah. We're going to, have to actually talk about that in this episode. The yeah. difference, Scott is the ultimate expert. Dozens of years that he's been in the financing of real estate world. So Scott, welcome.
1: Thank you, Jones. Pleasure to be with you.
0: Thanks for being here today. Welcome to the Loan with Jen podcast, your weekly source to keep you informed on everything about financing your home, where you will hear real facts, no BS. I'm your host, Jennifer Hernandez, a loan officer since 1995, and over 4,300 families financed to date. If you're starting to think about buying or refinancing a home, wonder if you have the right credit, savings, or even income, you're in the right place. On my weekly episodes, I make complicated topics easy to understand. By the way, my license is NMLS 514497. The ideas expressed here are my own opinions and don't represent any legal advice. Thanks for joining, let's jump in. So in continuance of episode one, where we mm-hmm. talked about investment property just getting started, right. uh, they're going to need to pay for it. So there's there's two real ways uh, in the investment world that I see. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You've got conventional financing, which is just the mainstream. That's the stuff that I do, which is you know, just the 30-year fixed, lower interest rate. That's not for everybody. It, it doesn't always serve a purpose. Correct. And then there's private financing. So think of them as just two lanes on the highway. Uh, We're going to talk about the private one first because that's that's your wheelhouse. So Um, enlighten us.
1: Okay. well, (laughs) um, again, I'm a private money lender, which means I I take my own money and lend it to real estate investors who are either going to buy a house to um, make into a rental or they're going to uh, do a flip, which is fix up the house and sell it down the road so we um i funny as both of those types of things um maybe for some clarity so i'm sort of a private guy private lender there's also um what's out in the marketplace something called hard money and so what well what's the difference well usually hard money is um done by a f- more a firm and there's there's n- a number of them in town mm-hmm. um that do hard money there's like a jet lending there's longhorn lending so um and i think that oftentimes those are a good source for be- beginning investors for mm-hmm. your if you want to get your first investment property loan it's going to be expensive it's not cheap but they um they're very helpful oftentimes they'll do an evaluation of the property for you for free um so that's hard money private money is when you come to someone like me or other people who um, get to know you Uh, maybe they have experience or maybe they don't sometimes and they lend you their own money sometimes they lend you um, cash from their checking account other times they can lend you um, their ira and that's kind of a whole other uh, way of financing Um, and we can talk about that more if you're
0: So, well, let's go into hard, let's go to hard money first. So in private, there's a couple of different categories, buckets. You mentioned hard money. Usually these are lending institutions where they probably have investors behind the scenes, of course, but they're going to go out and you come to them with a project. Um, Actually, I want to get into a little nitty gritty on that. Usually I know I hear ARV a lot of after repair value they're really loaning on what they perceive or calculate through their investigation to be after repair value, right? That is correct. So, for example, let's say I'm purchasing a property for a 100,000. Doesn't matter the method in which I'm purchasing. We're we're purchasing it for a 100, and I'm gonna put 30,000 into it. Okay. Um, Well, I'm like, oh, it'll take 30,000 to, to bring it up. They're obviously gonna check my numbers. (laughs) (laughs) What I think is 30,000 and what they perceive it to be. So I get, let's say I go to one of these hard money people in my local area and I say, hey, I'm all in it for 130. Is it right that they're gonna wanna make sure that it usually is below a 70% after repair value? Is that how they underwrite it?
1: Usually what they'll do is it's like 70% of the after repair value and subtract from that number, the amount of the rehab. Okay. And then they'll say, this is the number that we're we're going to give you.
0: Okay. To purchase the property.
1: That's right. Oftentimes they will loan you the money to rehab it. Okay. But they'll do that in increments.
0: Okay. Like draws. Like draws. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: Right. But so the, so your contractors have to do the work, work is finished. Hard lender, the hard money lender comes out, looks at at, at the uh, work. Is it done? Is it done right? Is it actually completed? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is, signs off, and then your contractor gets paid on that particular portion.
0: It sounds so easy. I know, oh, <laughs>
1: sure.
0: I know, there's, I know there's a lot of in between there, but yeah. uh, the, the the hard money lenders, they churn through, at least the ones that I know, they churn through a lot of these. Not every proposal is accepted. I'm sure if we exactly. had them here, um, but they are really, well, they're like you said, helping do the diligence and the because obviously they don't want to be upside down either.
1: No, they don't, and they and they're they're pretty savvy. They won't be upside down. Yeah. Um, and the key is getting back to what we were mentioning before: is um, have you evaluated the property correctly? Is your the ARV for the investor? Have you really nailed that and mm-hmm. got it down? Because mm-hmm. if you haven't and you're ho- kind of hopeful up here, but the real value is down here, um, the lender is gonna see that, Yeah. you know? And um, the, the profit can get eroded very, very quickly if you have estimated your uh, value wrong.
0: You know, something that I hear, uh, cause you know, I hear the other end of it, usually if people are gonna buy and hold, mm-hmm. they'll rehab and they'll purchase and rehab under hard money and then someone like me, that's more conventional financing, we will come in and refinance it after the fact to yep. so the nice, pretty thirty-year fixed.
1: Sure.
0: You know, uh, no prepayment penalty, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Um, but sometimes I'll mention to clients, "Hey, you—you you really sounds like you'd be good fit for a hard money loan to acquire that property because it's an ugly property, it needs tons yep. of work. It would sure. never go through the test that I have." Yep. And the first reaction sometimes people have is, oh no, hard money, it's so expensive. But my response to that is, maybe not. Like when you work all those costs in it, I mean, hard money is really only meant to be for what? Like 90 days?
1: Well, yeah, maybe 90 days, six months. Max. Max.
0: And even though the rates are high and there's some points, some costs up front, I'm sure.
1: Right.
0: When you work that all in, and if you've acquired a property at the right price, and you're rehabbing it, and the after repair value is XYZ mm-hmm. amount, it's all in the analysis, it could be totally worth it, if the numbers work. Uh,
1: ex- exactly right. And when you think about it, um, people say, oh, that's so expensive. R- well, do you use a credit card? <laughs> yeah. That's expensive. Yeah. Okay, and and be- people say, well, you know, if you charge 12%, let's say so much money well it's it's for less than a year yeah so you're not paying for a full year worth of interest mm-hmm. and if you are you've probably got a problem with the rehab yeah so yeah you know it's a much shorter period of time mm-hmm. and um you, and you should be buying it at a level where the interest rate that you're paying should have nothing to, to do, do. With the ultimate value that you're creating, yeah, and if it does, right. you're going to have some problems.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just a vehicle. Yeah. So let. How does so that's that's hard money, yeah. uh, and then by the way, hard money usually, unless you're going to flip, if you're going to flip it, you're just going to flip out of the hard money loan. You're going to you're going to sell it. Yes, correct. Uh, if you're going to buy and hold and rent long term, we talked about that in episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would come to someone like me. You definitely want to refinance out of the hard money loan. Yep and you would refinance with someone like me. Um, so how do people get to the private lenders? Like when would they go with someone like you, who's a private lender versus that hard money?
1: Uh, a couple things. One is um, they would probably be, meet me in, in my travels and their travels because mm-hmm. we'd go to you know events and things Similar like that. Similar events, yes. yeah. Um, and they would come to someone like me because uh, we don't charge what they call junk fees mm-hmm. the way that a hard money lender would, would charge. W- what is that? Well, they charge things like um, an underwriting fee. They charge um, points. We do, too, but they probably charge more points than we would charge. Mm-hmm. Um, they charge processing fees. They charge if there is a draw for uh, rehab construction. Every time their person goes out to view the property, they're going to charge for that. Maybe $200, maybe $300. We don't, I don't do that. Okay. So my costs are less.
0: Then okay. why wouldn't everybody be doing that?
1: Um, because I w- pro- I might not take somebody that a, a, a jet lending would take. Yeah. Probably- They're
0: more transactional and you're more longevity relational. That's right. You it- want to have a relationship with this person to help them in their investment journey become a multiple...
1: That's right. I don't want to have to foreclose on them and take their property. Yeah, I want to see that it's it's my money. It's coming out of my checking account. So I want to see that they have a good business plan. Mm-hmm. They have um, some experience um, or if they don't have experience, they have someone on their team that does. Yeah. Um, I want to know that they can refinance with you when they're done with me, uh, assuming they're up. doing a rental property. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how do I know that? Well, I have to qualify them like you would qualify. Yeah you know um so that's why they might, might come to me and um you know rather than um as i say another I, another company yeah, yeah it, more institutional cost a little bit less okay we have some we have some more flexibility too you know we're not as um maybe strict in our processes as a hard money lender would be
0: well the the and and we haven't even covered in this episode all of the ins and outs of private lending. Correct. I mean, there really are other avenues and divots. We're just on yes. the tip of the iceberg. We would be here all day. Oh, about- absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think the important thing to know is if you are getting into investing by in educating yourself, uh, we mentioned in the prior episode. We'll mention it again. Uh, Bigger Pockets is actually a yep. good is a good place to start. It's kind of a, a podcast. They've yep. got a book, um, lots of good information. And then in your local market, getting to know people and by networking and talking, and that's how people meet you is through networking. I met you exactly. through networking. Yeah. And so you know, listening to podcasts, listening to radio shows, are What they're called podcasts now, but. Mm-hmm. Doing that, you're gonna start evolving. But for that first or second property, which and just understanding, um, it, hard money is probably gonna be, you know, or or conventional. If it doesn't need fixing up, you might not need hard money. Right. You know, if you can get right into a conventional loan, like with someone like me, that's it's just a conventional loan. Yeah. Bam, purchase it. Start running it out right away and you're ready You're ready to go. Exactly, so,
1: exactly right.
0: Uh, well, thank you for shedding some light on a really uh, great topic. There's, there's we'll a lot of uh, other topics that can come from this. So we want to hear your comments and questions so that we can make more episodes. So let us hear that. We'll, we'll put Scott's info down below and a couple of the resources we mentioned. Thank you for tuning in to another video, a.k.a. podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Loan with Jen podcast. Keep joining me each week to stay up to date on the mortgage industry, as I'll dive into relevant topics so your home financing process, whether you're buying or refinancing, is smooth and simple. If you enjoyed today, please click follow, and that way you'll never miss an episode. To find us on social media, just go to Loan with Jen on any of the social media handles, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in this week for Real Facts, No BS. Talk soon.